Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Self-Confidence Project. I'm your host, Kimberly Hill, and this podcast is all about life and dating and relationships and navigating this intoxicatingly tricky world that we are all in. I want to bring you humor. I want to bring you fun. I want to bring you practical advice that you can apply right away in your lives and your dating lives and in your relationships. So thank you all for tuning in. I look forward to bringing you another episode. What are we waiting for? Let's get started. Episode of the Self-Confidence Project. I am your host, Kimberly Hill, and I'm excited because today I'm going to share with you the one skill that you need to understand and to learn in order to have healthy, loving, long-term relationships. The key here is long-term. Without this skill, you're very unlikely to be able to have a long-term relationship. Now, before I dive into what this one skill is, I do want to let all of you know that I'm very excited that I'm very shortly here going to be launching a YouTube channel. Now, of course, I've got my social media. I have the podcast here with weekly episodes, but time has come for me to launch my own channel where I'm going to be going into detail on all things life, dating, and relationships. So I think my launch date is roughly a week out. And so I'm super excited for you guys to head over to that brand new channel and hit a subscribe button and click the bell so that you are notified when my first video goes live. Um, It's incredibly exciting for me to be branching out into a new avenue here. So I would love all of your support, especially if you are a longtime listener of the podcast or are you following me on social media and part of my community. I would love your support over on YouTube. And you can do that by clicking the link to subscribe here in the podcast show notes. Now, just a little reminder, here we are embarking on a beautiful summertime. Most of those of you that are listening to the show are are based in the United States or in Canada. So we're probably getting into that beautiful summertime season. Of course, I have listeners as far away as Australia and you guys are in your winter now here. But nonetheless, for those of you that are really interested in forming deeply loving, healthy relationships this year, yet something is holding you back. Maybe it's a mindset thing. Maybe it's just being a little bit nervous about rejection. Maybe it's not really understanding whom you're compatible with. Maybe it's navigating dating after divorce or separation or setting up an online dating profile. If there's something that is holding you back or is an obstacle that's preventing you from having deep connections with women, from having success in your dating life and in your relationships. And I do want to invite you on to a book, a free dating strategy call with me. Um, This is an opportunity for us to get to know each other, for you to understand if coaching would be the right fit for you to understand how I might be able to support you and how we can overcome those obstacles so that you can have success and fun in your dating life. And so that can lead to you finding the right woman for you. And of course, to then have a deeply successful and loving relationships. I have had the odd awesome privilege of working with so many great men over the last few years that have gone on to find amazing women to share their lives with. They are getting married across the world. They are moving into homes together and men that are just having a lot more success and a lot more fun in their dating lives, dating women with integrity and high value. So if you want to be one of those men too, and you're interested in forming a deeply loving connection, then I do invite you to book that dating strategy call. There are a few spots left for the summer. It does tend to get busy and fill up as people are out having fun and dating and being social. So if that's something that you're looking forward to this year, yet there's something in the way of that, then jump on that call. 
I'd love to get to know you and be my honor to uh, support you in that journey. Now, what are we really talking about today? Well, the one skill that is so essential in order for you to not only have a healthy, loving relationship, but to maintain a long-term relationship is resilience. There is no secret here. Resilience refers to your ability to be able to adapt, to recover, to bounce back from adversity, to deal with challenges and difficult situations. It is without a doubt your capacity to withstand and navigate setback, stress, trauma, significant life changes, all while maintaining your psychological well-being and maintaining the well-being of your relationship. When we first meet somebody and we're dating and we're in the throes of love, and we have oxytocin and dopamine and serotonin pumping through our system and we feel in love with this person we feel this person can do us no harm that they are the best thing since sliced bread that they are the one that we are in love with and we are in this honeymoon phase of our relationship we are not actually experiencing the realness of a relationship not just yet We're in the throes of love and the excitement, and that is a beautiful phase to be in. And many of us are lucky that we can extend that honeymoon phase up to two years. And some of us, it fades away after four or five months. And that's because the truth of a relationship, the truth of a relationship is that reality of life sets in. And life is not rose-tinted glasses. There will be struggles at some point, and some couples will have more struggles than others. And so whether or not you have developed the ability to be resilient will help you determine whether or not you can grow through the suffering and pain that will inevitably arise in your relationship or whether or not you check out and head for the door. So how you help each other, what takes place as you help each other, how you can commit to each other through the difficulties how you are skilled in resolving conflict and navigating challenges all speaks to your ability to be resilient. So this resilience is, it's not about avoiding or eliminating difficulties. Hey, if you're able to do that in your life, great. But we can't avoid everything. We're not in control of the world and we can't control all the circumstances that happen to us. So resilience is about develop, it's rather about developing the skills and the mindset to actually effectively cope with the difficulties that will arise. So whether that is a change of a job, someone gets ill, you move to a new city, a family member in the family dies, someone that you love passes away, or you're having a stressful period within your relationship, something has changed, Their finances are being affected. Whatever it is, heart disease, you name it. There are a million ways that a relationship can be tested and a million ways in which a relationship is going to deal with certain struggles and difficulties. So resilience is having this positive attitude, this flexible mindset, this ability to learn and grow from all these experiences. Because if you are not resilient, it's very unlikely your relationship will last the test of time. Because at some point, there will be something that you and your partner are going to be dealing with, right? So resilience is not a fixed trait. It's not a trait that some people just have and others don't have. 
It may seem that way because we see people in the world and go, gosh, they're so resilient. They've been able to just deal with so much adversity and they've come out a stronger individual. I wish I had that. Well, you do have it. It is a skill that can be cultivated. It can be developed over time. And when you become more resilient, you're so much better equipped to handle the adversity, to manage the stress in your life, and to maintain your overall well-being. And as a result, the overall well-being and intimacy and connection and friendship and love within your relationship. So we want to have resilience. We want to spend time developing this skill because it's so beneficial in all aspects of life. I'm talking about your intimate relationship, but it also expands to your personal relationships, your work, your health, and your overall happiness in your life. It's going to help you bounce back from these setbacks to be adaptable to change and to maintain a sense of purpose throughout all of it so that you can continue to move forward in your life, in your relationship, despite the challenges that will at some point arise. And that's one of the things I've realized recently. One of the things I'm really realizing and is coming up a lot with my clients and in my personal life and in my personal coaching that I'm doing is that suffering is the one thing that all of us human beings have in common. We all have pain. We all have suffering. Again, to various degrees, there are some that deal with way more than others. But the one thing we have in common is that we all understand suffering. And so if you have a mindset where you get into a new relationship and you aren't prepared for that fact that there will be challenges, you're setting yourself up for failure. It is so inevitable that even the best relationships deal with suffering and pain. So when that honeymoon phase starts to dwindle out and the reality of life sets in, how resilient are you as an individual? So I want to share with you a couple of ways you can begin to think about uh, developing your resilience. And we all are going to choose different strategies, but I would imagine if you take a little bit from each of these suggestions I'm going to give you, then you will quickly realize how resilient you are. The number one thing I want you to think about is how can you cultivate a positive mindset? How do you develop an optimistic outlook? How can you focus on the positive aspects of situations? Now, I'm not saying here that you need to view every single situation in your life with some air of positivity, that you cannot experience suffering and pain or can't actually complain about something. That is not what I'm saying here. We need to feel the truth of our feelings and experience our emotions. But can we look for opportunities? Can we look for lessons within those challenges rather than dwelling on only the negative aspects? If you experience suffering and you continue to dwell on all of the things that that suffering is doing in a negative way to your life, you will be very stuck in a very negative mindset. It's really hard to get out of that. It's hard to... Uh, experience joy and happiness and success when you're stuck in that mindset. So how do you cultivate a positive mindset? How do you critically think about situations and look for those golden opportunities and lessons within those challenges? Hey, maybe the suffering is teaching me how to be more patient. Maybe the suffering is teaching me uh, the importance of actually spending time within my relationship because life is precious. Maybe there are lessons here within these challenges that are there to teach you something positive. So how do you develop a positive mindset? This will aid in your ability to be resilient. So is building a support network. Think about it. A rising tide lifts all boats. When we surround ourselves with supportive, positive, 
healthy people that can provide us encouragement, the right kind of advice and the right kind of assistance when needed, then it can uh, significantly contribute to our ability to be resilient because what is that saying? If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. So this is not about how do I become a resilient individual who never relies or needs anybody else. This is not what this is about. This is about how do I become resilient, but also know how to have the right support network around me because I understand that we all go through tough times and having the right people in my life, in my community, in my support network will significantly help me be resilient when I am, when I am facing suffering. Is that your church? Is it the community you're in? Is it your fitness community? Is it your friends? Is it your family? Who do you spend time with? Because you very much are the product of the five, six people you spend the most time with. So you best make sure those people are a positive impact on your life. And they're the kind of people that can help you through adversity when that time comes. If you're dealing with a really difficult situation within your relationship, having people around you to support you, such as an extreme example where a couple has a child and their child gets sick. Um, this is not about just digging your heels in and, and never sharing the fact that your child is sick with anyone. It's leaning on your community and your support network to help you become more resilient and deal with the adversity you have in front of you. And so that leads me to saying, if you want to build your resilience, you best practice your own self-care. If you are not physically, emotionally, and mentally well, how are you going to care for yourself? How are you going to care for others around you? How are you going to deal with stress and challenges? When we aren't sleeping well, and we're not feeding ourselves well, and we're not engaging in regular exercise, uh, then stress hits us really differently, right? Things that would normally just be water off a duck's back become really distressing for us because we're not well. We're not well physically, emotionally, or mentally. So how often are you getting, you know, your eight, nine hours of sleep? How often are you eating nutritious, colorful foods that are good for your brain and body? How often are you engaging in regular exercise and the exercise that you enjoy and love? Is that tennis? Is it hiking? Is it walking? Is it running? Is it weightlifting? Is it pickleball? It doesn't matter what it is. Is it, are you engaging in things that bring you joy? and relaxation. So how well you take care of yourself will contribute drastically to how resilient you are as an individual. Now, so will your ability to problem solve. Now, our ability to solve problems is a sign of our intelligence. So how can you enhance your ability to analyze problems, to generate effective solutions? How can you take decisive actions in your life? How do you develop your ability to work through issues to critically think about them? How do you approach difficulties with a proactive mindset? If you are not often solving problems in your day-to-day -day life, you are not utilizing a part of your brain and your psyche that is incredibly helpful for your ability to be resilient. So how do you develop your problem-solving skills, right? And one of the things that I like to talk about when it comes to problem-solving skills is to get a journal, right? How can you develop your ability to problem-solve? Well, if you get out a piece of paper and you put down the problem that's on that, that you're facing on that piece of paper, right? And then you start listing out questions under it. What could I do about this? How could I change this situation? What can I learn from this situation? What might make this better? What's one thing that's within my control that I can do? 
These are the kinds of questions you can ask yourself. And as you start to answer them, you realize that you're actually smarter than you think you are. You realize that you actually really do have an ability to solve the problems that are in front of you if you slow down and you think critically about them. So I recommend everybody in the entire world gets a pen and a paper and has a journal and slows down their ability to think through things. If you can develop your problem solving skills, your ability to critically think, you will become a happier person and you will become a more resilient person. So that leads into developing your emotional regulation skills, and we can all work on this. And in fact, this is an area of my life. I've realized in the last many years of running this business that I am really, really a left brain person. I love thinking, 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 thinking. And I love to sometimes, not all the time, sometimes avoid the feeling, feeling, feeling. Now, when we develop our emotional regulation skills, it means we are identifying and managing our emotions effectively, which means we can't just be thinking our way through them or ignoring them. And that means we are practicing techniques such as deep breathing, mindfulness, and clearly slowing down in our worlds. And things like meditation to promote emotional well-being and to reduce our stress. This, again, will tie into our ability to take care of ourselves. Having the ability to emotionally regulate through that journaling, through your breathing, through being still. That's something that I am personally working on in my life right now. I'm taking um, part of a... um, coaching course right now as a coach myself, learning on how to have unconditional confidence within myself, despite what's going on in my life, and to be much more in touch with my body and my emotions. And this is developing our emotional regulation skills. So can you and do you practice anything like this? Do you do deep breathing? Do you have any mindfulness practices? Do you meditate? Do you journal? Do you slow down? Do you get in touch with your body? Because this is really important for you to do that because you can't operate as a full human being when part of you is working really hard to shove down your feelings so that you can just get on with it, right? We can only do that as a short-term coping mechanism and it's not a long-term one and it's not going to be helpful for your relationship that you so desperately want and that we all want to have. It takes effort to be the best version of ourselves. So how else can we develop resilience. Well, my last tip for you, my favorite here, well, in fact, I have two more for you, but one of the ones that's my favorite here is to maintain a sense of humor. If we can learn to see humor in our lives, find moments of laughter and lightheartedness, even during the difficult times, it will create a sense of lightness in our life. And it will help to maintain perspective and it definitely reduces stress, right? So do you have a sense of humor? Do you know how to maintain a sense of humor even when you're going through difficulties? It's like the little analogy. It's like the person that wakes up in the morning and they stub their toe. And that person goes, oh my God, I stubbed my toe. I'm such an idiot. Why do I always do this? And they end up having the worst day because they just didn't know how to take themselves lightly versus the person that wakes up and stubs their toe and goes, oh my God, not again? I really got to move that thing. That's so silly. Man, I'm so clumsy sometimes. And they just laugh it off and they go about their day and the experience they have that day is completely different from the person that just didn't have a sense of humor, that couldn't take anything 
uh, lightly that just, you know, let their entire day topple down like a Jenga tower because they stubbed their toe. It's a silly little analogy, but it's about maintaining your sense of humor so that even when life is dark and stuff is challenging, you have a way to laugh and find joy. And lastly, seek opportunities for your own personal growth. When is the last time you did something that challenged you and put you out of your comfort zone? If you're not engaging in something that challenges you, then you're not creating opportunities to become a more confident person and to become a more well-rounded and resilient person. So can you engage in activities or pursue some interests that actually help you learn and develop new skills? Maybe that's signing up for jujitsu. Maybe it's taking a course. Maybe it's, you know, even working with the coaches outside of your comfort zone. What can you do that pushes you and challenges you where you are seeking opportunities to become a better person, to grow, to expand your mind so that you can also be more resilient? Now, all of these things are suggestions on how to just be a happier, more satisfied person, but they develop your resilience. And resilience is one of the skills that is not spoken about very often, but that is so highly needed for a relationship. And this is the thing, when we decide to commit to somebody, we might have five, 10, 15, 20, 50, 60, 70 years with that person. We better be resilient in some way, shape or form, because during those experiences we are gonna have with them, something is gonna cause us to feel stressed out. So how do we learn to adapt and be flexible and find moments of joy, even though life and relationships can be really stressful and really trying. So this is one of the things I really wanted to share with you guys today in this podcast. And, you know, in order to to become a more resilient person, we also just have to take a long, hard look in the mirror, right? Can you face who you are? Can you understand where your own flaws are? Can you start to take responsibility for your life and your contributions towards it? And realize that if you want to be the guy or the woman that has a really loving, long-term, healthy relationship, then you're going to have to continue to put effort into being the best version of yourself and dealing with the pain and suffering that is inevitable for all of us, whether we're in a relationship or not for that matter. So hopefully today's podcast was helpful for you guys. And just a reminder that if you like this show, please leave me a review, uh, give me some five stars and head over to my YouTube channel and subscribe there where I'm going to be releasing some really awesome videos around all these topics here around life, dating, and relationships. Thanks guys for tuning in to another episode of this week's Self-Confidence Project and talk to you soon.